Some More Good News Season 2 is all about people doing good through following their passions, good for their own souls and for others. I'm Kate Cherichello, and welcome to today's episode. Let's spread a little more goodness in the world. Today's guest is Laura Michelle Cooper. She is a pediatric speech and language pathologist at Children's Hospital Colorado. And Laura, I did have to practice that title a couple of times. <laughs> and Laura, I have been blessed to know since 2006, and she is an incredible person in addition to her job where she is helping children. She is also active in her community and her church and her, she and her husband love exploring Colorado. And she's just an overall wonderfully well-rounded, happy person. So Laura, thank you so much for being here today. Thanks, Kate. So I'll ask you five questions. You can answer them however you'd like. And starting with simply or not so simply, who are you and what do you do in your own words? Sure. Uh, my name is Laura, and I am a pediatric speech pathologist, like Kate said. Um, and so I work primarily um, in the outpatient setting, despite uh, working for a children's hospital. Um, I do have colleagues that are on the inpatient side, um, but I just see the kiddos who are healthy enough, enough to come to my clinic. Um, and so I help kiddos from about two through high school um, with their speech and language needs. Um, and then being a part of Children's Hospital Colorado, I also help with some multidisciplinary clinics um, for some really interesting diagnoses. Um, I'm on the team for the Prader-Willi syndrome. And can you tell us more about what that syndrome is? Because I don't, I actually didn't know that part about your, your um, world. Yeah, so it's a, um, syndrome where the children when they're really, really little often have failure to thrive um, and may need care in the NICU. Um, then as they grow older, they will have um, both physical and cognitive disabilities. Um, and it's really challenging because they are always food seeking. Um, and so they do suffer from like obesity. Um, and so from a speech mm -hmm. and language standpoint, we help them with just their overall communication abilities and um, just making sure that they're able to access their services. Um, but we, um, we support families who travel quite a great distance to see us um, with our specialty team. Um, and I am just one of 10 or 12 providers that might be in a given clinic. So. Great. And Laura, tell us about how you ended up where you are today. And I'd love to hear both from the standpoint of from Butler through now, but also how you decided you wanted to go in this career to begin with. Yeah. Uh, so probably that's the most important part. So I, um, ever since I was really little, I thought I wanted to be a pediatrician um, because I loved babies and kids. And I just thought, you know, like, oh, that's such a great helping profession. So studied really hard. The goal was med school. Um, fast forward to Butler. Um, as a recovering perfectionist, um, <laughs> I had a rude awakening my sophomore year of college um, when I took organic chemistry um, and got my first C. Um, and so it was really a wake up call and I would have been fine. Um, I could have still pursued medical school, but it really challenged me to consider what I wanted out of my profession. Um, and so I had some wonderful sorority sisters who actually were in the um, communication disorders program at Butler. And they were like, hey, you love helping people. Um, 
I know this is not med school or being a pediatrician, but would you want to just come observe in the clinic? And so I did. And then over the summer, I observed just like my next door neighbor from home um, in her private clinic and uh, decided to change my major. So I, junior year, hopped two feet into the communication disorders program at Butler and haven't looked back since. Um, and so following graduation from Butler, I did my master's work at the University of Nebraska in Lincoln, uh, which was really, really awesome. Um, and then took my first job at the Children's Hospital in Des Moines, Iowa. And then was there for about 10 years. And then Nathan and I had a chance to um, pursue professional careers here in the Denver Metro and have been blessed to be a part of the team at Children's Hospital Colorado. Fantastic, Laura. Thanks so much. You know, it's funny, I met you your junior year, so I never saw you in that world of med school track, right? And so it was always speech, speech and language. Yes. And um, yeah. for those people who are pursuing that track, that is fantastic. Go for it. <laughs> do it. Um, I just wanted an opportunity where I would be able to build long-term relationships with my patients. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know that's available within the medical field as well, but like I see my kids on their best days, um, and not when they're sick or needing shots and things like that. So, um, and then I can also have an extended amount of time. I see my kiddos for 45 minutes to 60 minutes, one time a week. Um, and so I get to coach the parents and everything like that. So that, that is very rewarding for me, both personally and professionally. Oh, fantastic. You found that umbrella of what your passion is, you know, helping in that medical field. And then you were able to narrow down into exactly what pieces that you really loved and you found speech pathology. That's so wonderful. Hey, Laura, so I know that your world has shifted a lot during COVID. What has changed with your job? And I know you're back to in-person, but talk a little bit about when you were virtual. And is there anything that you're still waiting to get back to? Maybe that happened before that still hasn't gone back to a sense of normalcy. And is there anything that has changed for the better throughout the past year and a half? Yeah, absolutely. So um, within the department that I am part of at Children's Hospital Colorado, um, I have colleagues who are audiologists, physical therapists, occupational therapists, and learning therapists. Um, and so when COVID hit, we, we, I mean, the people above me, the decision makers, um, had to move very quickly to transition care to the telehealth platform. Um, and thankfully children's had the structure and the foundation set, just not everybody was trained or um, had the capacity to do telehealth just because all of our families in the Metro were wanting in-person therapies. Mm -hmm. um, but we closed the clinic for in-person visits on a Friday. And by Monday, I had about half my caseload transitioned already to telehealth. Wow. Uh, which I think is just an incredible feat and speaks to <laughs> Children's Hospital Colorado really being there for the kiddos. Um, and so families were just so thankful to have access for services. Um, it stretched myself and my colleagues quite a bit to um, transition from like walking down the hallway to the toy closet to how do we make sessions engaging and fun and purposeful 
on telehealth. Um, and so we did a lot of like team in services. And I think we all just had to stretch ourselves um, for what might be fun. And thankfully, the whole rest of the world was in our same boat. Um, mm-hmm. And so uh, organizations and platforms within sort of the world of speech pathology had um, resources available. Uh, and then we just kind of worked together to put together themes and all kinds of stuff like that. But um, with the support of telehealth, we've actually been able to serve patients um, who have not been able to travel to our physical locations in the Mountain West, as well as in the state of Colorado. Um, And so we've had, so like one of my little guys that I work with, um, he lives in Southeastern Colorado um, and they are about two and a half hours by car to any children's physical location. Um, So that's just not doable one time a week. Um, and so he has just done amazing with telehealth. Um, and I would say my families and the parents also have taken great ownership, um, because they have to be a part of the sessions. They are actually implementing some of the recommended therapies, even within our sessions based on the therapist coaching them. Um, and so, whereas sometimes in person, it was a mentality of, oh, we come to speech, you work with your speech therapist, then we go home and it's like something on the calendar. Whereas when we can actually see our kiddos and families in their homes, um, I have been able to provide, I feel quite a bit better parent education and just real life carryover. Um, we've invited siblings into sessions um, to build that bond and that expectation across all of a kiddo's communication partners. And so telehealth has really expanded for us as a speech pathology profession. My colleagues on OT and PT, that's a little bit harder um, with them being much more physically hands-on for the kiddos um, and needing significantly more equipment (laughs) that our in-person clinics are blessed to have. Um, But, but yeah, so now I have the privilege of being part-time. So I have two days of my week that I'm still full telehealth. And then I see kiddos in person on the other two days. Oh, that's great. What an added benefit with telehealth where you add in the whole surrounding that they're living in all day, every day. Wow. Absolutely. So we have like time at the kitchen table. I'll join join a call in the morning and they're just finishing up breakfast. So we talk about how we build communication into a routine that happens every single morning. Um, because in order to see real progress, it can't just be that I work on my speech therapy 10 minutes a day. Sure. It really has to be embedded. And so as therapists, we have to push ourselves to think about, you know, in everybody's busy life, how can we make things functional and, um, really get a benefit out of what the parents are asking of their children or how they're working with their children. Wonderful. 
Wow, that's fantastic. It's something that, you know, I mean, obviously I'm not in that field, but I, when, you were, when you were telling me about the telehealth throughout the past year, it just didn't occur to me of all of that extra that really did, did benefit in a kind of a roundabout way. Hey, Laura, obviously these are some great examples of the goodness that you've gotten to see and also make happen from your job. Do you have any other stories from either, uh, I know you can't be too specific with patients, but from that patient world or from, you know, your move to Colorado and any examples of just really finding that you doing what you love has benefited so many? Absolutely. Uh, gosh, I could pick any number of kids, but um, <laughs> I am, I'm working toward a special certification in autism. Um, and so that population of kiddos has a very special place in my heart. Um, and I would say it's just been really, really cool to work with families whose children are quite delayed um, and really support them in learning how to interact with their children. Um, and then within that field, um, I also work with the kiddos who use like voice output communication devices. Oh, mm -hmm. um, and so sometimes if that verbal speech is not coming, um, then we get to work and help them communicate in other ways and still give their child a voice. Um, and so I'll have parents whose children um, will say like mom for the first time, or uh, like they'll say back to the mom at bedtime, like, I love you. And then they'll come to therapy and they'll say, so-and-so called me mom for the first time and they're three or, you know, um, so it's just so incredible. And obviously everybody works together as a team. I, that's not just me helping the kids say mom, but, um, but it really helps the kiddos and parents feel like they're more connected, uh, which is an incredible feeling to, to be able to be a part of that team. Ah, that's so good. So Laura, I have one more question for you. Are there any words of wisdom or mantras you find telling your clients over and over again, or maybe that you tell yourself each day through your work? I would have to say um, that it's just each day is just one step in the journey. Um, and for my families whose kiddos have quite a journey ahead of them, um, that is a good reminder, um, both for me professionally and that I'm not going to be able to like fix your kid in 12 weeks or however many you're scheduled for, for speech therapy. Um, but that each day as we work together as a team, we hope to help them develop skills that will help them be the best version of themselves along the way. Um, because, you know, there's this goal in life to be normal or to be typical. Mm. Um, and, and that's just kind of a unicorn. Um, you know, we all have our unique things that make us who we are. Um, and, and so helping each family really treasure 
um, what is special and unique about their child. Um, and the fact that, yeah, they might not meet developmental norms or meet those milestones at a certain age. Um, but if we just continue to support them, they will be the best version of themselves and, and we can be proud of that. Um, and so I think that's a good reminder for me to not put so much professional pressure on myself. Mm. Um, and then also to help the families understand that we're in this together um, and that I value their input um, as we go along in this, in this journey. So beautifully put, Laura. Thank you. Hey, Laura, where can people find you online if they want to connect with you? Yeah, so uh, my LinkedIn is Laura Michelle Cooper. Um, and yeah, would love to connect professionally with anyone um, and continue the, the dialogue. Thank you. Thank you, Laura, so much for being here. What a delight to talk with you. Thanks, Kate. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to some more good news with Kate Cherichello. Whether you're listening on YouTube or via podcast, it would mean the world if you liked, subscribed, and or left a review. If you have stories of good news that need to be shared, please send me a message. Thanks again and have a great week.